so it's not often that I genuinely do a spit take where somebody says something and I spit out my drink because I was laughing, but that happened today and that's your fault. Oh no. Because I was sipping my like eighth cup of coffee today and it was you had responded to a text I sent you earlier about the uniforms and then you followed it up by saying, I hate this disco episode and I could just hear the hate I could just hear the hate in your message, and I just, I, just, I just like spit my drink out and started laughing really hard. I thought it was very funny. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. So I was rewatching it, and yes, um, and you were was, not, and you were not happy. I couldn't really remember anything that happened in the episode if, when I first started thinking about it, and yep. then I remembered a couple things. So I said, I don't remember it enough. I'm gonna have to rewatch it for the episode, as much as I don't want to. And then yeah. I realized I did take notes on it the first time. So I actually watched it, took notes, and still forgot everything that happened. But when I got back into it, it was um, yeah. worse than I had expected. I, I'm, <sighs> you know, I'm not a hater. I don't love to hate, but I do like to point out things that I think don't work. Of course. Now, yeah, so we're talking about Discovery... Episode 11, the season, Rosetta. And I have some very disappointing news. Oh, boy. Yep. It's written by Terry Hughes Burton. Yes. Yes. Bummer. Because her first episode very, was so great. Very, very much so, yeah. Yeah, because yep. we've grown to love Terry Hughes Burton. I did. I grew to love her. And I still do, but just not as much. Uh, directed, interestingly, by this fella named Jeff Bird... And yep. a lady named Jen McGowan. But Jeff Bird was a protege of Spike Lee. Okay. Worked on many of his early pictures and had a few films of his own in the 90s, sort of in the vein of Spike Lee films. Right. So that, was interesting. that was a little bit interesting to me. So yeah, what's the what's the what's the deal here? So now I I once again, you know, I, I didn't think it was terrible. I didn't think it was that bad. It just, I, I, my, my impatience with this all is beginning to, is really just getting the best of me. And, um, I don't, I still, we learned some new things. We, we definitely learned some new things there, but, um, this is all, this is all building to, you know, obviously, something the first contact with the 10c but i just i i don't know i'm so I'm, okay i'm gonna i'm going to just it's slow and yet fast at the same time if, if that makes sense but you said something i just want to challenge you a little bit we learned something what did we learn we learned that species 10c has emotions okay which is the star of the season we we also learned there's a word there, and I'm forgetting the word, but yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. They also learned that they care about their babies. Yes. Now. Which which life form doesn't? I'm not a xenobiologist, but right. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that every living creature cares about its babies. Right. I'm no science officer, but I think I can make that statement pretty clearly. We also right. learned that they care about the continuation of their species. I'm going to go out on a limb again. Not a right. xenobiologist, but every living thing cares about the continuation. These are not new revelations. These are not. They didn't take it away. Revealing re- revelations. Yeah. Um, so let me just jump into my my big problem here. I feel that once again, we've yeah. got the show is relying on its worst instincts, and in this case, what I mean is. Everything about this away mission right. was another example of Michael knowing this risky thing is going to give us the answers. Right. Why? Right. Because I know it. So again, Michael knew information because the writers made her know it. Yep. We didn't know the information. So to us, it just all seems like insane decision making. Right. So let me recap right. a little bit. So first she says, mm-hmm. uh, talking to the president, my gut tells me there is something there to help us connect to the 10C. 
I have to be right. I have to. Okay. That's a weird... So she, she's leaving no possibility that they could find nothing. Right. It is completely like it all rides on this. When yes. it doesn't all ride on this, there's nothing about the circumstances that makes it all ride on this. I don't know. There's been many first contacts, and I don't know why this one, we need to have all this intimate knowledge of them before we make first contact. I'm sure there's some degree of that for every first contact. Yep. But here, it's just wild. Okay, so then... I am certain that first contact will not go well if we show up knowing nothing about them. I will find something down there. I promise, she says to the president or, or representative from Earth. Right? She can't make that promise. There's no friggin' idea if she's going to find anything down there. But she has, she knows the plot of the season, so she knows she's going to find something down there, so she tells everybody. Right. Um, another delegate says we cannot communicate them if we communicate with them if we know nothing about them. Uh, maybe, but I don't see that that's necessarily true. They've communicated with lots of species that they don't know anything about before. Every time there's someone hails them as a weird ship, you know, right. on any of the series, that's a new uh, species. Exactly. They don't know shit about them. Right, right. It's the yeah, yep. So now she's so convinced that this mission is going to do it. This is the big thing. This is going to make it all possible. So. They get down there, and then you have Saru, who we already know is super strong. He's armed. He's hallucinating. He's he's losing his mind, and they someone I think it's Detmer. Death. Detmer suggests maybe we should send him back, and Michael says, "No, the mission. This mission is the mission. This mission comes first. So again, on her hunch yep. and her promises, empty promises she made." To people, she is risking the life of everyone there by allowing the incredibly strong armed crew member to have hallucinations and be totally off right. of his. Can I interject for one thing? Because I have something relevant please. to say. You say please or wait. I would say please. Go ahead. So I've mentioned this a few times. I went back and looked up the line exactly. So we talked about this last week and maybe even the week before. Well, multiple times, really. And it goes back to that conversation that Michael had with the president in the very first episode of the season where the president is essentially critiquing Michael's command style. Mm -hmm. Now, and I think, and I think, and I, so I took the exact quote that the president says to Michael. And if you, if you go back to sort of somewhat earlier in your critique, when Michael is in the shuttle bay and she's telling all the delegates, something has to be down there. I promise has to be, this is what the president said to Michael, who was critiquing her command style after everything they've been through up to that point, which as we know is, jumping to the future, everything they went through with control, the, the burn, all that stuff. She says, your acts of bravery are huge swings of the pendulum. And there was a very fine line between a pendulum and a wrecking ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the president, but, but yet here we have the president going along with everything, Michael. Right. All these wild ideas. Now, the reason I bring this up is... You know, the president is critiquing Michael because, again, she seems to be taking all of these risks, doing things sort of on faith. And you would. And so my feeling at that time was, which I which I which I agreed with when the president said that. And my feeling was so that tells me that with Michael knowing that she's going to take a different approach to being a captain this season and not be so kind of impulsive and just saying you know, thing, things like something has to be there. I know it. I promise we must. She's still taking, as far as I'm concerned, this critique still applies because she's doing that in this moment. She And she's done it several times even prior to this. But I think it's most apparent in the season right here because she has no evidence to base this on. It's totally on faith. Yes. And but the unfortunate thing I find is that we know that once she says it, that's what's going to happen. Of course, she's, she's not, never she, wrong about right. these things. Why so. can't she fail? Right, and yeah. then that's why it always leads me to believe that she knows things because the writers put it in her head, and yep. we're not privy to that. Um, so then they find out that they communicate by pheromones. They have emotions. And that's the way I was thinking of pheromones, yes. Yeah. 
so she says, this is what we came for. So Michael, she never considered that they may find nothing there. And she would have kept pushing until all of them were killed, I feel, because she was being so reckless. And I think she would have continued. What if she didn't find anything? I think she would have just kept going and going. Well, and they're pretty clear. Like, we know we know nothing about the species. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't know. You seem to know a fair amount already. They can. Their technology far is far superior to your own. This DMA can rebuild itself. I mean, it, you definitely know you a lot about boronite. them. Right, they need boronite. You definitely know a lot about them, at least on a technological level. And you're definitely threatened by that because you think that they're going to destroy everything because they just seem to be able to do it so easily. Um, right, and, and now we just we we just we can already see where this is going. Right, the powder, the emotion powder they found is going to be right. the key to saving the day. Right, and uh, I, it's just. But again, you know, it's all a. There's all an assumption here. I mean, there's that there's that conference that they're having on a few episodes back where they say we may not even be able to communicate them with them properly. Well, you never you haven't attempted to. Right, they could have attempted to. You never tried to. I mean, you know, for example, there's an episode of Voyager. I've said this before. Where there's not, they don't run into species too often in Star Trek where the, where the Universal Translator can't translate what they're saying. But occasionally it does happen. It's called the Swarm, and they do pick up a transmission from these unknown aliens that the Universal Translator cannot translate, and they're like they're confused by the sound. And somebody, I forget who it was, says, you know, clearly. This is a language beyond what our universal translator can handle. So at least there's a moment where they can hear what they're dealing with. And then they, because if they don't, because if the universal translator can't translate it, that's when you come up with an alternative method of communication. Or, you know, the other TNG episode, Darmok, everybody's like favorite episode where you had to, there was this out of the box thing. It's the one where Picard's trapped on the planet with that alien who can't. Yeah. That's the that's the new uh, security officer on Lower Decks. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's so there was out, there was some real out of the box thinking there on how to communicate. Yeah, Picard was just a human. He figured it out. Right. Uh, One guy. This is a whole ship. So again, they're just making assumptions when they haven't actually heard any transmissions with species ten C. Right. Like they now, haven't. Yeah. Well, we always say like you could have written this better if you wanted this dumb idea to work. Well, they could have picked up a transmission, realized that they couldn't understand it, and then realized that they needed more information. At least give us a reason. But the right. reason always is because Michael knows. Michael knows. Because Michael knows. Like if, yeah. If this were, and I hate, I hate, I hate the fact that now I, I sound like every other jackass who before was just like, oh, Michael's a Mary Sue. Ugh. Because I, I, it's just I don't care anymore. <laughs> Well, just, it, she knows everything when they need her to know it, and it's driving me crazy. It's just so boring to watch. If this were older Trek, there would have been that one ship out there that would have been sort of the guinea pig where they experienced some of this. Like, Discovery would have found, like, like Voyager would have found, like, some ship adrift in space who had made contact with Species 10C. There was some evidence left over, and, they, and they, they're investigating. Kind of like when they first met Species 8472 on the, you know, they see these all of these destroyed Borg vessels. They're seeing some weird stuff, and they're like, "Some, you know, something's definitely up here." And so they're seeing the evidence through somebody else's, you know, sort of unfortunate encounter with them. But that mm-hmm. also makes them a threat. We still don't know if Ten C is a threat. There's a lot of assumptions being made that they just are a threat simply because they're technologically superior, which doesn't necessarily mean that they are. And I don't no, like that they're leaning in that good. direction. They could kill, probably kill you if they wanted to, but you have no idea what their intentions are. Exactly. Exactly. That's the thing that irritates yeah. me about this whole thing. And it also seems like they've set it up as if there's only two, this is only, well, we've talked about this before with two different options. There's only sort of two options. Like, you can't communicate with them. On a, once you communicate with them, they're either going to kill you or save you. Right. And so you have to be totally prepared for that moment. Like, right. there's, there's never an option of like, maybe we could somehow communicate with them send a probe that has a message in it or you know any number of things that don't involve just flying right up to their doorstep and and risking everything i found myself in total agreement with the general of earth in the shuttle bay who was saying why are we doing this or how come discovery how come they couldn't send the shuttle down and discovery sets a course for the for the uh what was it called like the the 
the biofield or whatever it was that's blocking them. Like that way, they can sort of they can sort of appease the the president while they make their way to the to where the to where 10C actually is. All right, we'll send an away team down. Meanwhile, we'll make our way over there. Yeah, it, right? none of it. I really just don't like it. Like, uh, honestly, the only other things that I have to say is that um, I, I wrote "big whoop" many times in my my notes. Mm-hmm. So Stamets feels hope. Big whoop. Yep. I don't care what Stamets feels. I don't <laughs> care if Stamets feels hope. It does not matter to me. Right. Stamets is a science guy. He's got some serious work to do. Just do your work. Right. Give a crap if you feel hopeful or or if you feel pessimistic about it. You just do your work. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Oh, we we figure they figured out the dust. Whoop de doo is my note. <laughs> well, even later on, they're like, remember at the end they say, "Oh, we sent some dots down there and we found more of it." And I thought, why couldn't you just send them down there in the first place? Yeah. No, it's. It's just, it's all this. It's one after another of nonsense. Right. Nonsense. Then they spend, I don't know, even if it was 20 seconds, I hated it, of them doing the um, the first X-Men movie walk with them all in their black leather walking down the hallway in slow motion. <laughs> right, right. I, I, let they me, go on an archaeological away mission. I, I, I wrote down, so the exchange between the uh, General of Earth and Michael, okay, and I'm going to be paraphrasing because I didn't write it down exactly as it was, but... You know, the United Earth General says, I must voice my dismay at this decision, the decision to go down to the planet instead of going over to 10C. Time is of the essence. I ask that you reconsider so we can use the precious time we have to communicate with the 10C. We have much to convey and no idea how long it will take to do so. Michael says, whatever we might find, it could cut our communication time in half. Why? That's yeah. Why? Why, why would she's it? Got a, she's got a very specific. It's very specific. It's like she knows what's there. Because they already wrote the end. Right. I'm telling you, it's just bad writing. It's all there and is. Then I swear. There's no the general other... says, "This is quite the gamble for so much uncertainty." Sounds like what the Federation president said. Then Michael yeah. says, "I am certain if first contact will not go well if we show up to the ten C knowing nothing about them." But th- why th- are you that's, certain? But that's what that's kind of what all first contact is. I yeah. mean, why are you certain? There are exceptions Evidence where, like, you know, the Vulcans studied Earth for a long time before they made first contact. But first contact, you know, how many first contacts have we seen where nothing was known? Now, right, just a ship goes up to another ship and hails them. I mean, I mean, granted, for, we've seen first contacts not go well, but we've also seen first contacts go just fine even when nothing was known. Yeah. Right? So I don't know where Michael is getting all this evidence from. And then she says, I will find something down there, I promise. Yeah, it's just a big... My problem is, like, you could do this story, but you can't have the character so certain about things that they can't be certain about. Right. It's just boring to watch because once she says it, we know exactly what's going to happen. You don't even have to watch. You can just skip to the end. You remember I was saying last week how I don't... I was going to try not taking notes about the episode and like just sort of browse online and see what various reviews were saying and sort of cherry pick certain things. Mm -hmm. There's one that I found that I like. I forgot where I got it from because I didn't quote it properly, but they said, um, and I want to get your take on this. It says, it feels like the writers know where they want the characters to end up, but they really don't seem to care how they get there. Yeah, that's well said. Because, like I said, it doesn't matter. It's like, oh, we'll just have Michael know, and then they'll do that. Right. Like, that's that's enough. Right. No, man. It's just a real shame. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. I'm back to the point where I used to be at where it's, I just wonder, like, how are they not embarrassed to put this stuff on air and attach their name to it? Because, you, as you always say, they think they're knocking it out of the park. But how? It's yeah. so obviously bad. It's It's... You know, I, I I said this during our recent recording of Picard, which we were recorded yesterday. Sorry for not streaming it, people. Um, yeah, you should be. <laughs> I guess more sorry for you because you seem to be the one that, you know. Anyway. Um, 
Well, let's ask the listeners, right? I think we should just stream every time we record, no matter what. No, I agree. Just, I just wasn't ready. I, I, because I, as you say, plan fell apart. No one's disputing that. Plan fell apart. Mistakes were made. <laughs> mistakes were made. Yes, mistakes were made. <laughs> um. So I said, you know, I just don't feel like the show is ever really going to achieve greatness. I think it's it, going to achieve mediocreness because it just doesn't. It's. They don't know how to use their time. The time that they have. We have we have said continually in the past all season that despite how we're feeling about the second half of the season, it's improvements have been made. I, I still think it's the best season of the show, but it has a lot of work to do. Um, what I'm feeling is just this needless dragging out of all of it, and I don't. It's like um, they they just sort of they back they, they, they backload everything up until the last few episodes, expecting to build up to some payoff when like it just <sighs> we're heading into a first contact, but why are we making such a big deal out of it? Just do it. You're, fed, right. you're the Federation, you're Starfleet, you're explorers. Just go do it. Yeah, you you do still don't time. know. You still do not know if this species is a threat or not. Yeah. But you know what you have to do to give yourself the best chance to have it go well. Like you, you know for certain, you know the percentages of how it works. Right. You can guarantee you're certain. Right. And you, you can't have a character be certain of something unless we, the audience, get get let in on the secret why are they certain right i mean yes you can books planet was destroyed the other planet was destroyed and now earth and navarra threatened and titan are threatened but again i had said we we know how technologically advanced technically superior to the 10 c is and for some reason that's a threat I'm glad they had that conversation in the shuttle coming back. Saru and Culber saying, Culber saying like, well, now that we know, we could reason with them or whatever, you know, connect with them on an emotional level. And Saru says, that, could, that may be true, but maybe they don't care. Yeah, so... But maybe they do, Saru. Like, I... It's so weird because you've got some characters that seem to understand that all this is messed up, but, but yeah, none of them do any, or none of the characters, uh, but like the, it's the, just thrown into the line. Like someone will say like, this is really messed up. She shouldn't be doing this or, or this is risky, but it, nothing, it doesn't affect. But it's anything. like the DMA when they said, Oh, it's their mining equipment. Nobody was like, Oh, that's all it is. Like it, it's not, nobody said it's a weapon. It's a mining equipment. It's mining equipment that's, you know, destroying, can, is, can destroy planets, but yeah. destroying planets is just a symptom of how technologically advanced they are. They just do things big. Right. And there was some talk of, well, it could either be that they know they're just, they're killing and they don't care or they don't even realize. Yeah. And I'm just leaning on they don't realize. Or whatever it is, but just find out for crap's sake. Right. Why it's it's why are we why are we spending so much time getting there? And I, I, I hate that an entire season is just hinging on whether they have a successful first contact or not. And you know they're going to. But th this has been my major complaint for the season. It's just the the needless dragging out of all right. of it. It's just And here's so, the thing too. Yeah. So we talked about how you know, it's the joke that goes around, but it's it's a fair critique of that the star of this season is everyone's emotions. Yes. Even the ship's emotions. 
And now that we found emotion dust, clearly it's going to be 10 C's emotions are going to be the crux on which the entire plot will turn. Right. It's, it's, it's like, um, emotions of the star this season. It's like actually when I, when I teach my students about thematic statements, there's a thing we just say like a thematic statement is not one word. A thematic statement is a statement that can be a universal statement that can apply to, you know, many different situations and people. Right. But as if, cause sometimes they want to say like, what's the theme of this? It's like the theme is love. It's like, no, that's not a statement. That's a word. What is it saying about love? So it seems like this for this show, the, 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 someone misunderstood the assignment for the theme of the season. It's one word. It's emotion. Well, what is your statement about emotion? I don't know. Everybody has them. They're all over the place, man. Yeah. I, I want to quote another review I saw. So do. this is from Tom Chang of Bleeding Cool. Now, they rate the episodes on a scale of 1 to 10. They gave this one a 3. Okay. It said, An episode of Paramount Plus's Star Trek Discovery dedicated to communication can't exactly work in a season where the show is still trying to figure out how to communicate where it's going. The end of the episode requires a major leap of faith with a twist that seemed more concerned about moving us into the remaining episodes than providing any semblance of a resolution. What do you think the twist was? The um, Probably um, just what the... Jet Reno? I guess. Yeah. I guess. I mean, he doesn't really say, but... <clears throat> and see, and that, and that was another thing. I mean, this... I'm so... T- I, I'm... Book and Taka sneaking aboard the Discovery... All they did was eavesdrop on people. I'm like, what are you doing? Well, didn't they have to steal something? Well, they had to put something in engineering, but like, they're like, oh, might as well just listen in on this conversation. And yeah. now Book's got something going on with the Federation, with the, uh, not the Federation, the, um, the Earth General. Right. But. I just hate it. <laughs> there are two episodes left. What are we doing? There's, I thought we were, du- I was so impressed because I really thought like, all right, they're going to just take care of this book thing. And move I on. Know. I should have known. I should have known. Because they would never do that. It's just like, oh, we're gonna resolve it like three different times. Oh, we resolved it there. All right, no, but they but they no, that didn't do it. It's just it's it it's bothers awful. me that we getting book and taco was a big emergency a few weeks ago, and now it's not. Because even that plot's not done. They're still out as far as the Federation's concerned, they're still out there. Yeah. And it wasn't and it, and it wasn't for as far as the Federation was concerned, sorry to cut you off, it wasn't about quick, 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 stop them before they fuck up this first contact. I mean that was part of it, but the, the bigger priority for them seems to be they have our spore drive. We get you gotta get that. Well, I think it was totally about the that was the ancillary to the messing up the first contact. And right. then they did exactly what they were afraid they were gonna do. And then and then nothing happened. Right. So does Starfleet not want the spore drive anymore? Like th- since that episode, yeah. Well, when it didn't work, and then go ahead. We're in the same. So again, I, I talk about how the show continues to make the same mistakes, right? And it continued, which reminds me a lot of the Red Angel season. Yeah, where it opens and we get some pretty cool episodes. We're kind of liking it, and then right. about halfway through, it falls apart. You get this idea of like they it's so strange because it really seems like they're just writing it as it's airing and they realize, oh, crap, this is going to be late. We got to like we got to cram and get this done. Right. And they just, you know, it's like when I so for my my class, uh, because on the AP exam, they have to do timed essays. Yeah. So sometimes I read a student's essay and the introduction is beautiful. It's good. Oh, it's Sets it up beautifully. First body paragraph. Oh, my God. They're artfully incorporating their evidence. and They're using great diction. And then, like, second body paragraph is kind of okay. Then the third body paragraph and the conclusion are just crap. Right. Because they're running out of time. And they just try to cram it in and get it done. And that's always how it feels with um, these seasons. And it, it's, that, that is the fault of the showrunner and the showrunner alone. Things that were an emergency are not an emergency anymore. 
things but now that, new things that weren't an emergency before that's, are that's now emergency. things that were not an emergency now are and things right, that used to be are DMA, not, not right now they need the dma to be a ticking time bomb right so it is oh it's gonna get to earth this time well before it just disappeared and reappeared but now suddenly it's on a trajectory because you need it to be right okay it's not appropriate and um i think it's, they should be ashamed of themselves it's it's so weird because it's the show is kind of like it's it's doing two things at once. It's trying to do two, it's trying to do two things at once. It's being very slow and yet it's dragging out this plot and yet simultaneously it's got this ticking clock. Yeah. And, and there was another situation where we were on the planet. You mentioned how when there's a ticking clock is the time that people start to share their emotions. Right, and Detmer was sharing some deep stuff while they were on the planet. When they were said there was all a big rush, been sharing to get off. emotions all season, dude. Yeah, but yeah. no matter what the circumstances are. Hmm. Um. It's. <laughs> what I can say is, they're not, despite dragging it out. They're not... Remember in season two, I kept saying, they're piling on all this shit, and I'm like, are they going to be able to resolve this at the end? Because it just... Because, like, we hadn't really solved anything, and we were, like, getting toward the end, and nothing was really... And I said, this is all going to come together in the end? This is all going <laughs> to yeah. tie up nicely at the end? Are we sure about this? Um... We're not getting that this season. I mean, we're not... They're not throwing needless... They're not piling on and overcomplicating the plot. They're just dragging out the plot. So it's like, they kept it simple. There's only a few storylines, and yet... It feels like they're never, they don't have enough time to resolve them all. <laughs> Still, because they're refusing to resolve them. I, I, it's weird. Like, the show, in a way... The show is not making, it feels like, a full commitment to do a season long story arc like it's because like every episode is not about this and I think they should do that like they like when, it, when it's in the background here's what I would have liked well, so because, you keep it going like at the beginning of the season where you go self-contained stories with the thing progressing in the background, right? You have it progress a little bit each episode. They're all self-contained. And then the last two, maybe three, are all focused on the main threat. Right. See, but that would involve something that this writing staff seems incapable or unwilling to do, which is to be concise and right. to the point. Like, this, this could have been, at the pace they're going... With, with with the with the the kind of steps they're taking that have to t they have to take to resolve this, if they just made it the main focus, they could have resolved this. Like, why couldn't you? How come you couldn't do this for like the first five episodes of the season, and well, then one focus entirely on the DMA, and then when the first five, however many episodes there were, five or six. And then once those episodes were done, you take your mid-season break, you come back, and then you 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 got a, you got a whole new storyline for the remainder of the season. Well, we know that's not gonna happen. We know that what? We know that's not gonna happen. No, but I'm just saying, like, that would make more sense than just needlessly dragging this out. Like, it it feels it's so weird. Like, I feel like the show has been on nonstop for like the past. Like, I feel like we're I feel like we're. we're this feels like a 25 episode season to me because because it's just moving at a snail's pace it's we're not I, I just I honestly each week I just feel like I've not really learned anything or I have not progressed that much it's tedious it's tedious we don't learn anything until the last few seconds and we learn a bunch of things we don't care and I'm like, about so it's sort of like I'm at the point now where I just say to myself, maybe I should only tune in for the last 10 minutes of the show. Because that seems I, to be when there's the info drop. Yeah. Well, there's only two left. So I just real. it's really, um, you know, 
And, and you know, I have to talk about Picard, but you, you just imagine that if the first episode of Picard were done by this crew of writers, yep. we would not have met that character that we met on the bridge at the end of the season until, like, ten episodes in. Right. Right. That whole episode, would they would have stretched it out to at least, you know, eight to ten episodes. Right. Right. It, it's it, it's uh, it's grim. I don't even want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> you want to do a very short episode this week? Is that what you're telling me? I'm uh, telling you, it's grim. I mean, I don't know. I'm just beating a dead horse if I just continue to say how bad it is, the writing is. Right. And how um, the character motivation is nonsensical. Um, no one's consistent. The president is, you know, saying that she's too reckless and takes these, um, you know, risky risks, and then she's defending her risky risks. But no uh, evidence to back it up. No evidence to back it up, but the president doesn't seem to care. Right. Um, and then if anyone else says, like, this better work, suddenly that's, like, a major diplomatic problem. She has to have a special talk with them. Like, don't be negative, man. Right. You can't, you can't go saying... Don't screw it up because that's going to hurt everybody's feelings and then they're right. not going to be able to do it. So right. you have to I'm, be I'm, nice. And I'm ordering you to be nice. That's what happened to one oh, of to the, that to that. Yeah. To that other office. Yeah. 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 I'm ordering you to be nice. You're being too mean to them. You saw what you saw how it affected them. The, the, uh, the earth general. The, and, and I was not like, how it affected the general from earth. So she's making the claim that and I was if like, he hadn't said that, the general from earth would not have. Right. Express her concerns. Right. You're being so mean. You're being too mean. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, it's not good. Well, even then, like I would say, like if I were Michael, I, you know, and that guy was saying that, I'd be like, I'm sorry, who are you? What are you doing on my ship exactly? Or I'd be like, yeah. you know what? You, yeah, you're right. I better not screw it up. Right. He makes a fine point. Right. You know, maybe it's not the most artful way to say it, but. Uh, so what? It's a kind of a, um, it's a bit of a crisis time. I think, you know, stress is high right now. Right. Give the guy a break. Right. We all express ourselves in different ways, President. What do you, um, so we're two, we have two episodes left. Now, aside from having any sort of cynical predictions, um, what do you think is going to, what do you think is going to take place over the next couple of weeks? Where do you think we're going to end up? I think I'm going to end up right back here at this microphone. Well, yes, you will be. No doubt about that. But, yeah. I mean, do you think it's, do you think it's, do you think this is leading to a disappointment? I mean, do you think the finale of the season is just going to be like a, thousand percent i mean what do you what yeah a thousand percent here's what it's gonna be here's what's gonna happen i'll tell you right now i'm 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 hanging on i just know i guarantee it i feel it i'm certain that this is what's gonna happen i can guarantee (laughs) it i'm like you sound like avery brooks if i don't tell you what's gonna happen there's a 50 percent lower chance that it will happen yep um all right, something about the 10C, right? And they're going to go, and it's going to be scary. And they're going to be like, the ship's going to be shaken. Maybe fire shooting out of the console, right? And then they're going to be like, but emotions. And then they're going to use the powder, and then they're going to see that, oh, my God, we all have emotions. And then they're going to have this moment of clarity, and Michael's going to be proved right. Of course. And <clears throat> it's going to be terrible. I sorry, I can't have my negativity anymore. Especially now that I have Star Trek that I appreciate on. Well, we know that Michael is going to be right. I mean, there's never any question about that. Um, yeah, they're going to blow some promotion powder in the face of the promotion, giant squids or promotion, whatever they are. Promotion powder, very nice, yeah. And yeah. they're going to be like, oh my god. Yeah. I forgot I love my babies. You guys love babies too? They're so cute. Let's call this whole thing off. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think I think 
we're heading to another collision course with um, Book, Taka, and the Discovery crew. I think they are somehow going to threaten this whole thing. And I kind of maintained the position I had early on where I said, I think that Book and Taka are going to be a threat. And Michael is going to be in a position where she has to make a choice. And that choice may be destroying Book's ship or something like that. Because that will, that will release her from the whole, you're too close to this, right? You can't make a decision. So she's going to make a decision. And that decision may be to end Book or something, right? And maybe the 10C will be impressed by that and say, you know, now you're worth talking to or something. I don't know. Something very like, you know, Q-like, you know, the way, you know, this uh, a lower species demonstrates themselves <clears throat> to being on the same level as the superior race, even if it's just for a brief moment. You give them too much credit. They don't have to do that. They have emotion powder. No, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Totally unnecessary. Well, you also have Book's little skill there that I that we haven't really seen for a while. His ability to communicate. You know, is that going to be is that going to be a thing? Is is he going to you know potentially? Oh, Kevin, Kevin, so yeah. naive. You think anyone remembers that? I. Well, <laughs> it's one of those things that only seems to. It's one of those things that only seems to come up when it's when it's <laughs> when it's relevant. When right. it's needed. Right? Um, the writers are probably I, like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. All right, let's do that. Yeah, let's do that one. I still think one of my former predictions now, I think probably will happen, where I think Book is going to sacrifice himself. I think. Stop I, Parker. I definitely and think Book way, is out. We get him off the show. He gets yeah. a good ending. I don't think they're going to commit to Michael doing anything. Right. To, because the show doesn't commit to things. As right. I discussed two episodes. Well, ago. it commits to things, it commits to speeding through things sometimes and not developing them properly but yeah to having michael know things for no reason right right it commits to yeah right getting real convoluted the last five or six episodes right it commits to everybody updating you on their feelings whether it's relevant or not right yeah i need to talk to the people on the show I do think, though, that Book, because now Book is set up where he's even t- promised the pres- the general from Earth, I will give diplomacy a chance to work first. So imagine they're there. They're at the 10C, right? Yep. The ship shaken, like I said, before they, with the dust. The ship shaken. What do we do? Tarka and Book are on the ship. Tarka is saying, we got to do the thing, whatever his thing is. And then Book saying, no, give Michael a chance. And he's saying, no way, man, I'm going to do the thing. And then Book says, no, Michael can do this. He says, I'm going to do the thing. And then he does something to Tarka, and they both die somehow. And then Michael does the thing. And then she's happy that she saved the day, but then she's sad because Book is gone. But she knows he sacrificed himself. And she knows. And then she cries. And the president will tell her. We need to live up to your example, Michael. You can be president now. Yeah, you've proven that you're better than this. Um, but then she's gonna cry. It's gonna be a mix be of my joy vice president, Michael, and sadness. Yes. And then we haven't seen a good Michael crying scene in a while. But no, we actually we, haven't seen a lot. We have, and we really haven't seen any like action scenes either. Have you noticed? Not a lot of that either. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. We have more action scenes from. Uh, Picard. Yeah, somebody in the BBS had said they were like, they had said that they said the season isn't necessarily bad. They said it's definitely an improvement on the past seasons. But they said the problem is it's just not very engaging. Yeah, it's just not engaging, which I agree with. I mean, I think that's a good that's a good way of putting it. None of it is necessarily terrible. It's just not. It just doesn't feel like it's been well thought out. It. Ooh, it's very into terrible for me now. Yeah. And it's just such a bummer because they had a, a formula that was working. Right. They front-loaded the season with the ones that Michelle Paradise didn't want to do. That's and what then, I think. It's like, fine, yeah. you can do some of those dumbass episodes you people want to do. 
Yeah. But then we're back to my vision. Right. <laughs> we're back to my vision. <laughs> of <laughs> Michael's gonna know stuff. I like the way you put that. We're back to my vision. <laughs> Michael knows stuff. Yeah. Uh, and Stamets has hope. Right. And the giant squid love their babies. And yet, <laughs> and and, and bro, and yet, Picard does it so flawlessly. So well, flawlessly. Yeah, better. I don't think flawlessly. Better. Well, I was better. I was struggling when we were doing Picard yesterday. Uh-huh. I said there was a word that I had, and I, I just kept losing it. And the word I kept using, the word that I had used before that I forgot, I said, there's a modesty about it. There's just a modesty about the people behind the scenes of Picard, where they're yeah. not getting high on themselves on what a great job they think they've done. They're just like, yeah. yep. And it shows it up is. on screen. Yes. Because, right, we got... Oh, yeah, this is another note that I made, right? So one of the things that I noticed um, was that Rios is a captain. Right. That's it. He's just a captain, right? When he needed science, he brought Girardi. Right. Right? He knew he wasn't going to just go in there and handle this anomaly that's sending out a weird message by himself. Right. And then seeing Michael, every single aspect of this, she is right in the middle of. I'm going to command the ship. I'm going to command the forces. I'm going to call on the awake team. I'm going to interpret the thing. I'm going to figure out how to communicate with them. Every single step, she is at the heart of it. She doesn't need a crew. No. They can just hand her stuff. Right. Here, you're going to need this. There was also that moment before they were leaving where the president, for some reason, was questioning why Saru was going. And then Michael defended that position. But I felt like the defense that she gave didn't apply to what actually took place on the planet. He was, he's like, I sense the coming of death. But there was no death. Right. Nor but he was the first one to sense something. But in a weird way, it did work because it's like, well, he can sense things. And he was the first one to sense that the powder had a thing to it. So it's also like she somehow knew the future. Right. But if he wasn't there, somebody else would have. No, because he's the one who stepped in it. See, she knew he was going to step in it. Yeah. Oh, he so definitely stepped He definitely stepped in something. The, uh, only, <laughs> the only way this season is going to make sense is if we find out that Michael took the Red Angel suit and she went to the future and has already watched all this play out. So that's how she knows everything that's going to happen. Wow. When nobody was looking. That's the wow. only way. That's not good what's going to happen, obviously. But. No, but wow. <laughs> like, that's the only way they can retcon any of this into making sense. Right. Ugh. All right. Let's. Well, we've got two more episodes to go through, and, and I, I have to. <sighs> I'm just sorry for the for the listeners. I really am. Um, I. Because we don't like to complain, you know, and you all know us, I hope, well enough by this point. That's why I think we're cutting it short. That's why what? That's why we're cutting it short. Yeah. It, it's it's just because, we, you know, we want to like the show and, and we're always honest when the show is when the show succeeds, we say it when the show doesn't. We also say it. Um, yeah. It just I, I regret that we've been. Focused on it not succeeding for the past, what, four weeks now? Five weeks? So, yeah, it's a shame. Remember the first five weeks we were focusing on how it was wonderful. Really well. You know, we tell it like we see it. Right. And the thing that, I guess there's the thing, listeners. Viewers, whatever you are. Listeners, both, both, yeah. We have too much integrity to sit here and analyze the details of a show and we think it's all just nonsense. Right. We can't just pretend, you know, we're not, um, we're not hosting, um, uh, what's the name of the show that comes on after discovery? Oh, the ready room. Yeah. We're not hosting the ready room here. We're not going to blow smoke up your butt. We're going to tell you right. what we think. Right. Uh, and yeah. So, well, that's it. there are two good palate cleansers that you can, 
you can apply. So Picard, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. But I have to also recommend, because I, I think we're overdue for a uh, look at it, as Prodigy. I said last time, as Prodigy. Yeah, yeah, I think you will ver- like Prodigy very, very much. I truly do. I think, and I, and I really hope that it is the, as you say, I really hope that it does turn out to be the Clone Wars for Did Trek. You? Yeah, I, I, what the Clone Wars achieved, as you said. Um, right. Prodigy is on a break right now, but I think they've done seven episodes, I want to say. And it's truly a wonderful show. It really, really is. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So I think um, it's worth us revisiting that. We haven't talked about it since the pilot. So I think we're long overdue for a visit to Prodigy. Agreed. And just talk about it, just talk about the show up to the point where they left off recently. So, and it's only well, it's a it's a half hour show. So, you're not working tomorrow. Start binging. <laughs> uh, that's fair. That's fair. I'll give it a shot, probably. Yeah. Yep. But in the meantime, I think that's going to do it for us. Um, so we appreciate anybody who's come to the chat here on Twitch to to listen to us. Um, and and commentary. Say again. Any commentary from the? Uh... No, no, I've been monitoring the chat. Not really anything. So, um, but yeah, we're going to be doing this regularly. So you're all getting access to our recording sessions, essentially. Anybody watching? Uh, but um. We today's Tuesday, so we should be back next Monday uh, to talk about the next episode of Star Trek Picard, and then the following day to talk about the next episode of Discovery. In the meantime, if you want to chat with us on social media, you may do so by talking to us on Instagram at In Star Trek We Trust Podcast and on Twitter at Star Trek We Trust. So until then. Peace out. Later. Everybody. Later.